Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 5. If you count them all, it's 155. I'm Craig. My name is Britt, and Craig, we are back. It is time for our favorite time of the year. It's the Draft Prep Roundtable episodes. Ooh, fun and times. you know what that means. Beer that and means arguing. <laughs> What's that? Beer and arguing. Yes, beer arguing, but most importantly, guests. So let me introduce our guest... We had two guests lined up for tonight. Unfortunately, for those who don't know, we kind of had a tropical storm move through our state yesterday. Many of us are without power, so the cinch could not join us today. But we do have a three-time home league champion, a DFS connoisseur, and the slowest drafter in the history of fantasy sports. Our good friend Sean is with us tonight. Sean, welcome back. Thank you for having me. And I'd like to correct you. It is five-time. Home no one's camping. no one's counting. See, no one's, I do that on purpose. Counting. I actually do that on purpose. I knew it was at least four or five, but I said three because I knew he'd correct me. <laughs> but but before we get down to our quarterback conversation tonight, our quarterback uh, focus conversation, let us begin where we always begin. Let's throw to our guest first. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I have a can of Kentucky Lightning. <gasps> oh. Ooh, that's a good one. The, the 2020, the, the most recent? This is, I am not sure. I got it from someone who works at Two Roads. Just recently? Just recently. That's the 2020. Mm. Yeah, that was, this year was very good, very bourbony. Have you tried it yet? Nope, here it goes. Oh, here we go. Bush. We're all going to wait. This is a This is a fancy beer, guys. This is a <laughs> limited run beer, and it's not cheap. That's true. Oh, that's nice. Smooth, oh, right? Very smooth. Is it bourbon bourbon-y? Is very smooth. Yes, you can definitely taste the bourbon caramel notes to it. Oh, yeah. That's actually exactly the way to describe it is bourbon and caramel. I bought a two-pack of that, and I intended to give one to Craig, and it never made it out of my fridge. <laughs> it's a thought um, that counts. Yeah, I, so next time I go to Two Roads, I'll have to get you some. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I actually have another Two Roads beer. This is the oh, really? uh, collaboration beer they did with Rhythm Brewing in New Haven. This oh. is Black is Beautiful. It's an Imperial Stout. It's also 8.9%. If I remember correctly, Rhythm Brewing is not only uh, a minority-owned brewery, which is something that is sorely missing in the industry, but if I remember correctly, their brewmaster is a woman, which yep. is also uncommonly rare. Unfortunately, in the brewing industry, there just aren't as many w- women brewers so that's that's fantastic. I have had their stuff before. I'm not a stout guy, but man, can she brew a stout? It's it's good. It's very. I had one the other day, but it's very. I, I don't want to. It's not coffee. It is strong, but it's you can taste like rum and vanilla in it. So it's not I, like if you think of um, Expressway, it's nothing like that. Correct. It was it was more of a traditional imperial stout. You get hints of cocoa. Or, or cocoa nibs in it, but mm-hmm. you don't get chocolate or coffee out of it. You just get that kind of hint of it. So oh, I'm the only one not drinking a Two Roads beer tonight. My first beer tonight is from Threes Brewing. It's called Logical Conclusion. Hmm. Uh, Threes is uh, a brewer that runs outside of the indu- in the Industrial Arts Building in New York. Um, and this is an IPA. Let me open mine. Bush. And... Uh, I did try this one, but I don't remember if I liked it or not. We'll find out. It was find <laughs> out. Hmm. Oh, very dry up front. Oh my god. <laughs> Sahara Desert style. I can imagine the face Brit is making right now. <laughs> yep. Well, you've seen it all too many times. Very, very dry. Nice flavor, but very dry up front and throughout. I don't know that I could drink a lot of these. But, and now we will have technical difficulties as Britt tries to clear his throat and try to get saliva to talk. You know, as an aside, I ran a Zoom training today, and I had terrible allergies all day. I had to cough like six times in an hour-long Zoom training. And I'm like, these people are going to think I have like COVID or something <sighs> because I was coughing so much. But I don't. It's my allergies. And, allergies you know, COVID is suck. a they do suck. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when my when my allergies cause cough, I I'm it's not a dry cough. Let's just put it that way. It's not dry, and that's a that's a big thing. So, 
Um, all right, so quick, a uh, couple quick news and notes, and then we're getting right into the uh, the quarterback chat. Um, our plan is next week we will release the running back episode. The week after that, we will have our roundtable on wide receivers, and we will finish August with our roundtable on everything else and probably talk a little draft strategy. We should have Cinch back next week. It's just a power issue. Um, heck, I almost had an issue. I There was a, a three-hour period yesterday where I had no internet or cable TV. Let me tell you, it took me about 30 seconds to realize my only option was my DVD player, and I took it. So... <laughs> um, uh, for, we do want to recognize that yesterday there was a terrible tragedy in Beirut. There was a massive explosion. I'm sure you both have seen it. Yes, crazy. Sean, have you seen the, the video of this explosion? I have, I have. It, it was uh, very shocking yes. to see. Did that yeah. uh, that when nitrate, sure. that was, um, so to give you like an, uh, an example, remember the uh, Oklahoma City bombing? Mm-hmm. That was, it was the same chemical he used. Yeah, it was two point. He used two point five tons of it. Okay. And like you know, half of the there? building was was gone. The, right. In that tank, there was over two thousand tons. Wow. So almost a thousand times as much de- detonation force. Yep. My God. Well, yep. our, there's several. We know there's several Americans out there, and 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 non-Americans uh, in general too. We send our best wishes over there. I don't know how many people listen to our podcast, but we are thinking of you. Yes, Chris, um, with you guys. Yep. News and notes. I'm going to start right with baseball because we have the um, well, it's still Mets fan on. with us, and it's still going on. Um, so let's start with let's start with Ioannis Cespedes. What the holy hell? I, I, I'm I'm upset by this, and I want to hear Sean because Sean is a fellow Mets fan. He's suffered with me through many many games. Sean, the Ioannis Cespedes deciding to opt out scenario. How did you feel about it? I personally didn't care. I was kind of hoping he would play so and, and do well so he could get another contract. But uh, when he wasn't and they were benching him mm-hmm. anyway uh, and he wasn't going to make his incentives, him opting out wasn't very much a surprise. Do you think do you he think- left because he wasn't playing well or do you think he left because he was worried about contracting COVID? I think COVID was the excuse to not having to deal with the other issues. I And I agree. My issue isn't that he opted out. My issue is how he did it. He literally cleaned That's out his hotel room, called his agent, got on a plane and left, and then told the agent, by the way, better let the Mets know. And I'm sure the agent was like, you didn't tell anybody you were doing this? So Locked. tomorrow, Sean, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take tomorrow off. But I don't <laughs> want you to tell anybody at the agency you work for. And... <laughs> At around noontime tomorrow, after you've been missing for several hours, I will call and tell them that you're simply taking today off. Yeah. How do you think that'll go over? Oh, that'd be great. I, th- I think um, they'd be very pleased with me. Uh-huh. And me. Think about it. Think about it, too. The agent doesn't walk away from this clean. Mm-hmm. The agent, uh, he obviously, players don't do stuff without their agents knowing it. Period. They're like they're like their new mom and dad. He had a conversation with him Saturday about wanting out. And the agent probably said to him, well, if you want out, tell the Mets you want out. That agent now walks away looking like crap. Yoannis looks like a terrible teammate. Definitely, he looks, yeah. looks definitely like a quitter. Bad, definitely bad communication all around. And um, the fact the Mets put it out quite like that was kind of dumb too, I think. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, the locker room's probably better off without him anyway. You know, I've never heard him being a great, great teammate anyway. So, you know, and, and not for nothing, you missed the entirety of 2019 because you were rehabbing for an injury that took you away for most of 2018. And during your rehab in 2019, you stepped in a gopher hole and you twisted your ankle. Just then, nothing, nothing about this feels good. Something, yeah. Nothing about the Ioannis Cespedes story feels good. I will never say it's not okay. I will never claim that someone should not opt out if they feel they're unsafe. And let's face it, we've seen a lot of lacks of masks in dugouts. If he yep, felt many. unsafe, he's fine. I'm fine with that. My mm-hmm. issue comes with how you do it. How you leave matters. And right now, if I were a GM at another team, I would not be looking at giving him any sort of deal other than league minimum to come to my city because I can't trust a, he can stay healthy. B he's taking it seriously. 
and see that he's going to be a good teammate and, and be up front with us. He hasn't demonstrated any of those things in the last three years. Agreed. Craig, what's your take before we move on? You're the Yankee fan. What do you think? Uh, just about how he went about it. or in... mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, as from a team perspective, it just kind of messed up. Like, I understand if he doesn't want to play because of COVID, fine. Like, nobody's going to hold that against him. But to just get up and leave and be like, yeah, bye, and not really tell anyone is kind of screwed up. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news really quick is uh, that I am a genius, an accidental genius, but a genius nonetheless. Damian Williams has decided he is going to opt out of the 2020 season, which instantly justifies me taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the second round of the Scott Fishbowl. Um, so all of a sudden, I look way smarter than I am. <laughs> Congratulations. Do we think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be the impact player that people are predicting him to be? Um. My, I mean, obviously they'll come up in the running backs discussion, but sure. my take is that his price is going to be too high for me to justify taking him where he's going to go. What if I told you his current ADP is 19th overall? So second round mid. Mm. Sean's looking at like fourth round. No, no, I was never looking at it that late. 19th um, is about where we took him. Just yeah. my only My only drawback with him is the offense that he is on is so high-powered that... How much know, opportunity will he actually yeah. see? You know, they're going to throw 60-yard touchdown passes and he's going to get the ball a couple times a series, maybe? So that's my only thing. It's a good problem to have, though, no, it is. as a it Chiefs is. fan. If you're a Chiefs a fan, problem. but not as a fantasy perspective. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely be you know, confident picking him in the late second rounds. I don't know about what, the 19th. Not a nineteenth yeah. overall. He so you was take going... him. You definitely take him in the third round, is what you're saying. Definitely third round if he's there. You know, which uh, is where he was going. His ADP and... a week ago was 29th overall. He's moved up almost ten full spots. Mm-hmm. That's why so... I'm saying I don't. I. I. I, I wouldn't. Necess- I mean, because if you looked at their offense, they don't really need a, a, a huge. I mean, last year. I mean, obviously with Hunt. He was, you know, great. But last year, they didn't really need a big dominant running back. So are they going to need a big dominant running back now? I doubt it. Is he going to get good? Is he going to get big production? Good production? Yeah. They didn't need a dominant running back last year? No. Damian Williams rushed 17 yards for 104 yards, including a 38 yard touchdown against the Niners in the Super Bowl. Well, in the Super Bowl. but You could argue they don't win that game without Damian Williams, and the only reason Patrick Mahomes won it is because he's the quarterback, and quarterbacks always win it. You could make that argument. (laughs) I I will give you the Super Bowl. But during the season, wasn't that much of a factor fantasy-wise? I mean— Wasn't? I had him in a league, and and he he was underwhelming for—I mean, maybe for where I picked him. I don't know. No, he, he did only have 500 yards rushing. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But he only played 11 games. That's probably part of it, too. But so, but that goes but to show still. they didn't need the running back. All right. Fair are enough. They, are they going to utilize him? I mean, who knows? But you know who they do need? They do need a quarterback. And that leads us into our quarterback roundtable discussion. So right now... In this call, we had meant to have over 100 years of combined fantasy experience. Unfortunately, we lost since to power issues. So we have roughly about 75 to 80 <laughs> years of fantasy experience in the room. And and by the room, I mean our three separate studios. I'm coming to you from the Frank Gore studio. Craig is, of course, in the original Blake Bortles studio. And Sean is uh, broadcasting from the Mitchell Trubisky Memorial Studios. <laughs> um, I was going to no, say you know Red. Fragile, fragile Fred, you're going to go with Fred Taylor? You should have the right to name your own studio. You want to go with Fred Taylor? You can do that. You can do that. I picked I picked the one year he actually wasn't injured, so. That is true. Sean crowed about Fred Taylor every year in fantasy, and then the one year he actually drafted him, which is why I've always said, don't listen to what Sean says. Follow what Sean does. Because Sean talked about Fred Taylor all the time, but I think he only drafted him twice. Mm, yeah, I think so. So the first time, the first year I, I drafted him and everyone was like, oh, good luck with him. And I'm like, he's due. And uh, he was. 
And they got two years later. I waited and picked two two um, injury prone running backs, and they both were healthy that year and won the Super Bowl. So you God, bet you know. all of your money on the Washington Generals. They're <laughs> exactly. due. And I just found out that Fred Taylor is the same age as me. It's scary. <laughs> that still makes me older. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so really quick, I want to run by our consensus top 20 again. For those of you who have not listened to the consensus episode, please go back and listen to it. About a month ago, we sat down and revealed our rankings. Very quickly, our one is Patrick Mahomes, followed by Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Kyler Murray is our number five. Deshaun Watson. You don't get to interrupt yet. Be quiet. Deshaun Watson is our number six. Matt Ryan is number seven. Drew Brees at 8th. We have Aaron Rodgers at ninth, and Josh Allen rounds out the top 10. Carson Wentz is at 11. Tom Brady is number 12, so in a 12-team league, uh, he is the end of our QB1s. Starting off our QB2s at number 13 is Matt Stafford, followed by Jared Goff. Ben Roethlisberger comes in at 15. Daniel Jones comes in at 16, mainly my fault. Number 17 is Baker Mainfield. Number 18 is Sam Darnold. Number 19 is Ryan Tannehill. 20th is Kirk Cousins. After that, and he also ran category in order, we have Jimmy G, Joe Burrow, Drew Locke, Tyrod Taylor, David Carr, and Phillip Rivers as our 26th quarterback. Now, Sean, what were you about to say? I was just going to say, I interjected at number five, and, and I was going to say pretty much the top five were all pretty much the same consensus-wise, but after that, then it becomes a shit show. Actually, that's that's mostly true. Sean actually has Sean's top five is the same as the consensus top five: Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson, Prescott, Murray. Um, I had the same five players in different orders, but uh, Kyler Murray and Dak were both out of Cinch's top five, and Kyler Murray was outside of Craig's top five. So let's start the conversation there. We had Mahomes as the number one guy across the board back then. Are we still all on Patrick Mahomes as your first option? So let's start with Sean. Sean, Patrick Mahomes, is he the first option? You're looking quarterback. You're in like, say, round three or four. You're ready to take a quarterback because I still think that's a little early. But let's say that you're ready to take a QB and they're all still sitting there. Is Mahomes still your guy? Uh, for me, I can't I can't say for everybody. Uh, but for me, sure. And that's why we have you. <laughs> Mahomes, Mahomes to me is is still the first quarterback. I still, I still am little wary of those running quarterbacks. Um, I know, I know Jackson has shown that he can throw, but there is a lot of rushing yards there. And but you know, once their rushing goes down a little bit, their product, their their points go down a little bit because they haven't quite caught up most of the time with their passing. Um, mm-hmm. And the high in, in the injury risk for those running quarterbacks. Uh, so, so for me, Mahomes is a little safer in that in that regard. So for me, number one would be um, Mahomes. But obviously, Jackson is phenomenal. That's why he's number two, even though he's a running, well, considered a running quarterback. I'm just going to interject really here quick here. The difference between Mahomes and Jackson for me, other than the fact that I'm a Kansas City homer, is weapons. There are far better weapons in Kansas City overall, definitely across all the positions than there is in Baltimore. I, I don't want to hear that Baltimore's tight ends are up and coming. Up and coming is nice. Up and coming is like hearing about a new pizza place that might be good while you're standing outside of one of the famous pizza places in New Haven. <laughs> I'll take the Travis Kelsey, who's famous, and I know I'm going to get good out of over whatever's going to come out of. Was it Hayden Hurst? Is that who's there now? And Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews is good. I can't, I, but it's tried and true. It's the car that you know is going to get you 150,000 miles versus the shiny convertible. Mark Andrews is the shiny convertible right now. I'll take the tried and true. So for me, it just comes down to weapons. And there's no comparing. Let's not even have the conversation about Tyreek Hill and Marquise, and Marquise uh, Brown. Let's just not have it. Let's just move on from that. I'll take Sammy Watkins over Marquise Brown just for consistency, and that's saying a lot. So, Craig, number yes. one guy on the board. Is it still Patrick Mahomes for you, or do you have somebody else? And why? Yeah, it's for me, it's still Patrick Mahomes. 
it just because, again, because how many weapons he does have, he doesn't run as much as Lamar, which is what my issue is drafting Lamar high. Uh, so that also helps. And plus, for me too, it's a lot with his coach. Now you think for me, oh, if, yeah. if he had a different coach and, you know, that's what happened, you know, say next season, oh, you know, you know he left, whatever. But um, I think the coaching with him has a lot to do with it. Uh, We've already heard the horrible retirement rumors once. We've heard the once before that he wanted out and Baltimore can convince him to stay. We haven't heard that about Andy Reed. Andy yeah. Reed has yet to walk out on a head coaching job. He was shown the door in Philly. Kansas City used some sort of voodoo to ground his plane <laughs> as he was flying to Denver and managed to convince him to stay there, which I can imagine led to John Elway sta- standing at a window, staring in the direction of Kansas City and shaking his fist like an old man telling you to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> or sad music playing in the background. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like like uh everybody hurts by REM or something yeah. playing really light yeah, in the I background. Think, I think Andy <laughs> Reid doesn't get enough credit for the success of Kansas City's offense. Cuz everyone oh, there yeah. is talented, but you know the coaching has a lot to do with it. And if you had a different coach, you you have a different team. His offense is is just remarkable. I mean, his his ability to to coach anybody pretty much on offense is great. I mean, people keep on saying, "Oh, the Bears." You know, obviously, I think you know picking Mahomes would have been better than Trubisky, but Mahomes wouldn't be Mahomes if he was in Chicago because he doesn't have Andy Reid. Let's yeah, face yeah. it, you know. And Chicago reached into Canada and grabbed Canada's Andy Reid. What the hell was the name of that guy they brought back? brought down from the CFL. God, who cares? <laughs> that was such a disaster. So they bring down who cares because they're trying to replicate Andy Reid. And let's 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 be honest. If there's a if there's a problem in coaching in the NFL, it's that we put too much stock in X worked with legendary coach Y, therefore X is a good coach. See Bill Belichick. <laughs> see Bill Belichick, see Bill Parcells, see Joe Walsh. Uh, Bill Walsh. Joe Walsh is a singer. Bill Walsh. Man, how, this is only 7%, I swear. <laughs> See Bill Walsh? It literally... Everyone talks about coaching trees. Everyone talks so, about I mean, coaching sometimes trees. Sometimes it works, but not not often. It, 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 Doug Peterson was a... He won Philly a Super Bowl. He won Philly a Super Bowl. You know? And, and that's the thing. They keep, they keep going back. Oh, the Holmgren tree. Oh, the people... They, they love... On Monday Night Football, they love to pull up the picture of the Green Bay Packers, like 1993 or 1991 um, coaching picture where they're all posed in Mike Holmgren's room together. There's like 40 of them because John Gruden, Andy Reid, and some other random guy. Oh, God, the guy, um, what I think it's, what's his name? We just retired from Cincy. Cincy's old coach. You guys had forever. Marvin Lewis. I think it was Marvin Lewis. They were all on that staff. John yeah. Gruden was like the water boy on that staff. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. But everybody's like, look at this. Mike Holmgren's a genius. He hired John Gruden. Yeah. Lightning strikes sometimes, guys. Yeah. It's like, just... like Andy Reid is some offensive shaman and he just picks up dirt and twigs and rocks and says some voodoo and throws things in the air and makes up plays. <laughs> have you have you seen the Gridiron Heights where they did the, the ripoff of Avengers Endgame? Yes. He played Doctor Strange. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's essentially what he is. He looks okay. into some sort of voodoo future and goes, there's a 70% chance this will work. Mahomes, go do it. And Mahomes just goes, okay. So <laughs> In his little kid voice. Yeah, his little yeah, kid as voice. Long as, as long as Mahomes stops going to large pot parties in Lake Tahoe with no masks, I'm okay oh, did with drafting he? him. What? With Kelsey. Yeah. With Ke- oh, stop well, getting my team sick. I mean, well, they were on a boat. It's I guess. I guess that makes it okay. With like cruises 30, are like the like first thing they shut down. people. No, no, it was just private boat. Yeah, with first thirty thing they people. Shut down was cruises. <laughs> oh, okay, thirty people. I don't Never mind. care if it was private or not. If there's thirty people on the boat, it's thirty people on the boat. It only takes one of them to infect the whole boat. Ugh. All right, so moving forward. Yes. If we're all in agreement that Mahomes is the one, when is it too early 
to look at Mahomes. Think standard redraft, no keepers. When do you consider starting to look at a quarterback? Hmm. It's Mahomes. If Mahomes is gone, are you waiting? If Mahomes and Jackson are gone, see, for me, it's like round four, depending on where the draft goes. But if round four, I'm liking my running backs. I'm liking my wideouts. The good tight ends are starting to go or, or not a value at that point. If Mahomes and Jackson are gone, I'm waiting another round or two. But if Mahomes is sitting there around four. Oh, yeah, they'll take him. That's not going to happen, though. Is that too early? No, I think round three or four you're there's, looking at it. There's there's always going to be somebody that takes him before that. Usually. <laughs> Let's imagine there's not. Because you are going to be in some leagues. There are leagues where he slips to round five or six. Mm, people that know what they're doing. Yeah, especially when we change, <laughs> especially when we change our league to one running back and screw Sean up. Watch what happens. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, I still like the two running back. Okay, so, so, so we're saying third or fourth round based on how a draft goes. Obviously, yes. If he's there in the third round, I would draft him. What if you have no running backs? What if you've gone wide receiver, wide receiver because of the way the board has fallen? Oof. So now you're in the third round, you're coming back, and you've got Mahomes or you've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Well, if Clyde Clyde is there in the third round, I'd take him. Over a Mahomes? Yeah, because I need the the running back. And I can get value for quarterback later on. Now, for our friends who are in super flex leagues, which is essentially a 2QB league, how early is too early for Mahomes? I don't put it past the second round. I, I I would go I would go end of first round if, late if first that. round if that super flex no you could you could you can go really early in super flex because you need the quarterbacks top five you, picks you you could yes yeah you can I I've seen super flex super flexes where they 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 they're two quarterback the two mm-hmm. quarterbacks mm-hmm. are gone by pick six Craig how early is too early in a super flex. Yeah, Superflex, super I don't think there is a too early. Yeah. For Mahomes, anyway. Can, can he be pick 1-1? One, one? In a Superflex? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think McCaffrey's still going 1. So let's play that out. So where where is that pick? So McCaffrey goes 1. Would you take Mahomes at 2, or do you look for running back still at 2? I hmm. never liked <laughs> I'm thinking well, running think back still. Still gotta go too. I'm, I'm liking Saquon at two. Yeah. So all right. So Saquon three, goes at two. Three to five. Yep. Third pick. That's where I start to think about Mahomes. Yep. The superflex definitely. I am not sold on Zeke. No, not anymore. <laughs> I no. was completely sold a year ago. I am not sold on Zeke. Sold. That there's stock. too many red flags. <laughs> Above and beyond and the COVID still, stuff. And there's. Still, and it's still a little too early for Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Is it? Thomas. If you get a, if yeah. you get a full point oh, for receiver. reception? Yeah, imagine a full point PPR. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's still too early. I think you got to go Mahomes. I would take Zeke over Mike Thomas. I would. I would. I don't know if I would take Mahomes over Zeke. That would, But that's where the conversation starts happening in my head. So yes. if I'm sitting in a, in a super flex redraft and I don't have one of the first two picks, Mahomes is on my radar. Definitely. Is Jackson on your radar in the same same way, or is Jackson late first round at best? For me, Jackson's later. Because uh, Jackson reminds me too much of RG3, and he's run first, and from a fantasy, even if you were a Ravens fan, like that, he that's exciting and extremely scary at the same time. Because okay. one, one hit, he's done for the year. Yeah, but you know what? With... with... I think that with Lamar, I might go nice. Elliott. I might go Elliott before him. I might go Michael Thomas before him. But after that, if I'm sitting there at was that six now? Probably. I think I, I mean, especially taking, with if you, especially if you watch. I think I'm taking Jackson. There might be people that want Camara before Jackson. Camara is an option but, too. But I'm definitely six or seven. Uh, because Jackson. if you watch Lamar run in the way he cuts, that's just, I don't know, it's scary for a quarterback. <laughs> but he's great. He's an, gotta, he's an unbelievable athlete, but it's just scary to watch sometimes. <laughs> I think you got to take it at six or seven, though. 
in their maybe draft. yeah i'm kind of with sean on this i think i think you got to think about it again we're not we, you can't definitively say okay yeah if he's sitting there at six because you don't know what's happened in those first five picks there's there's guys you can reasonably presume are gone but don't forget a year ago i was sitting in two roads and a guy took deshaun watson in a best ball fourth number overall and then lectured us all that we were going to be sorry. And then Watson stunk. That was the year he was throwing interceptions like crazy near the end of the season. So two years ago. Sorry. Anyway. All right. So moving on. We're about halfway through the episode. So I'm opening my second beer. Nice. Got to hurry my, up. My second beer. <laughs> Gonorrhea? Got to wow. hurry up. We've only gotten through two quarterbacks. Well, it's a, it's a round table. We're just going to talk about a general stuff. All right. General stuff. And I have another topic. I thought, I swear to God, his mic cut out for a moment. I thought he said gonorrhea. And I went, what the <laughs> hell does that have to do with anything? Does, does Patrick Mahomes have gonorrhea? Well, he was on that All right, I'm opening my beer. It's just, it's just, it, just, it wasn't your fault. It just happened. Um, Kent Falls, I'm drinking Superscript IPA, which is another uh, Imperial Pale Ale, which is very nice. And it's Kent Falls. I have yet to have anything from Kent Falls that hasn't been fantastic. So, uh, All right, so next topic. Looking outside your personal top 10, give me the sleeper, the guy who you look outside your top 10 rankings, but you think could sneak into that top 10, maybe even a top five role. Let's start with Craig on this one. Who's your sleeper quarterback? Outside of top 10, huh? Let me just look at this really quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is going to be a buy. I know it sounds like a biased choice. I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. If I had to pick yeah, one. Yeah, you had Joe Burrow at number Because I was trying overall. to be I was trying to not be over optimistic because I'm a Bengals fan and I've been disappointed many times. So You're that's the only one who ranked him inside the top fifteen. That's why. But I think with the if everyone on the Bengals offense stays healthy, which is the a very big key to this, mm-hmm. I think Joe Burrow can become a top ten fiancé QB. Okay. Sean, who's your guy? Um. All right. Well, mine's a little bit more difficult. Cause I had, I had Ryan and Allen outside the top ten. I had them at eleven and twelve. They could easily be within the top ten. Um, you know, because I, I I kind of waned on Breeze and Wentz a little bit, seeing mm-hmm. them to, could go lower. Um. So those are the obvious choices of Ryan and, and um, Allen, but the. Uh, the other one I would say would be Stafford. I could see him having a really good year and and breaking that. I had him at uh, fourteen. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know what the consensus was. The consensus was thirteen. Thirteen, but I could definitely see him within the top ten, and and having a very good year. Uh, my reasoning. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. To tell you the truth, I just have a. I just have a feeling that he he can make that top ten this year. Sometimes you got to follow your gut. My concern with Matt Stafford is, I think there's a possibility he opts out or doesn't play a full season because he does have family who are medically compromised, mm-hmm. um, and he's already on the COVID nineteen restricted he, list. He as actually a result. just came off today. Yep, he came off today. Okay, Sadie Galladay. There was a whole thing about that. His wife actually posted stuff about that and was very upset of how they um, put him on the COVID-19 list and it was uh, ended up being a false positive and they put him on the list before really knowing and how it affected them. So the, the, the wife was very upset about that. Wait, yeah, cause she's we, the one that's compromised. Them affected them how? You, you had a false positive. Okay, so you're put on the list for protective purposes. How is um, that a unfair treatment? Because it didn't need to be made public yet until they got the second tests or whatever. He goes on the list. He's a pro athlete. He is paid to disclose his injuries. It's a considered an injured situation. I, I, you know what I, I mean? I just, I think, I think she's over, she's over, she's overthinking it. She, she definitely was overreacting in some points, but the way they got treated because they're public figures, um, she was very upset because, uh, they were, You'd have to go on online and, and look at what happened I, I with them, and 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 see that you know it, there does have to be like considerations of hey yes you tested positive here but you know what they want to have a second test to confirm it and they 
put him on the list and made it public before they did that very right, quickly. Right. So um, it ended up being a false positive, and everyone was negative on their family, and and literally that, their, their like their kids got kicked off of of playgrounds because um, because people heard that he was positive but that that's that's because people are jerks not because they were on the positive list they that's that to me is a different issue then you know what then then by all means hand back the millions of dollars your husband makes every year (laughs) and be okay with him and and would be okay with your privacy i I understand that yes yeah i'm sure you i and i i appreciate you you kind of explaining their point of view this is this is the life you have chosen no one has put a gun to your head and said, you have to do this. So I hope Stafford has a great year. I've been a big Stafford supporter. I've got two names on my list. My two guys are very simply Daniel Jones, because I somehow have ended up all in on the Giants <laughs> you, offense. You did. I, you did. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Why? But my other guy is Kirk Cousins. Um, why am I all in? I think I'm buying into the uh, new coach myth on them. I think they're very talented. I think they're more talented than they're record and their output um has shown and i think a new coach in there is going to make a big difference on that team that's just my gut feeling on that kirk cousins i think i've got cousins at 19 um minnesota i i think there's a possibility that kyle rudolph actually plays more than like four or five games this season and contributes and if he can do that and Kirk Cousins can remember that he actually has a solid amount of money coming his way from this team. I think they could they could actually do well. So those are my guys. Cousins, I've always you know I mean with that with that offense, no more digs. I, I I've always yeah. thought Thielen was more of a slot guy, and now he's you know he's got to play more of a prominent role. And uh, you know I think they're going to rely more heavily on Cook than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't I don't know about Cousins being. All right. I think I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't know about you know top. I respect that. Next topic: Who is the one guy who is good but is going way too high? Let's yeah. talk about the top five. Let's look at the top five quarterbacks because that's really your first six rounds in a standard redraft. We got Mahomes, Lamar, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. That's our top six. I said five. I read six. I'm a beer and a half in. Leave me alone. <laughs> top six. Which one of those guys is not a top six quarterback in 2020? Dak. Let's start with Sean. I I, I, think I know you think Dak. That's why we're starting with Sean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could you know it could very easily be Dak, but Dak has a little bit of a track record of of being able to produce. Um. I think it could be Kyler Murray just because everyone is so up on him because of the weapons that he has now. And if he doesn't produce because, you know, he's still a pretty young quarterback. If he doesn't raise his game, he's not making that top five, top six, you know, status. Agreed. Craig, what do you got? Uh, Tell us about me, Dak Prescott. For me, it's Dak, because I think Shot. everything, everything with <laughs> everything that's going on with the Cowboys since, like his his um, COVID party and then his contract, I just think the Cowboys are teetering between being sort of good and being a complete mess, and they're walking a really, really fine line. Because let's face it, like. You know, we drafted Zeke multiple times. Zeke is not yeah. the same player he was his rookie year. No. And that became a huge part of their offense. Then you have Dak who, you know, this whole thing with his contract and the party thing and who knows how angry um, Mr. Jones is about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you have, you know, Omari Cooper. He's good. He drops a lot of passes. And then name me someone else on that's a receiver there exactly like charwin <laughs> i just don't i don't there? see no that's right he's in buffalo yeah <laughs> i just Sean, don't think number he's... two receiver oh wait it's well, cd lamb is there 
there. Oh, that's right. They drafted C.D. Lamb. Number what? He's an unknown commodity. Yeah. Number two. Number two in in Dallas is C.D. Lamb. Yeah. No, it, it, there's there's Amari Cooper and and Gallup. You tell me, Michael Gallup is the number two over C.D. Lamb? <laughs> I right now, yeah. Let, let's let I will, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I find that hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that Michael Gallup is the number two anywhere, let alone on a team that just reached <laughs> out and drafted C.D. Lamb. Let's see. Hey. Um. No, yeah, he's he is listed as the number two. That just further your Lamb, argument. C.D. Lamb is listed no as the starting slot receiver. I can see no see that that I can definitely see one two three right there. I mean yeah I mean if anyone can name the fourth receiver that'd be great. But uh, I, have, um, I will go through their other other receivers. You ready? Uh-huh. Devin Smith, Noah Ooh. Brown. I heard of him. Aaron Parker, Tevin Jones, uh-huh. Kendrick Rogers. He's in jail. Cedric Wilson, and Ventel Bryant. Got three broken knees. If you want to play a, a game of who's that guy, that's it. <laughs> who's that guy? Yeah. After after number three, who knows on on that team? Yeah. All right. Uh, so I see that. I see that Dak going too high. I, I'm kind of with Sean here. Kyler Murray is the one I'm worried about. I still like Kyler Murray, but I yeah. am worried that we're overvaluing him. I'm still gonna pick him probably fifth of the fifth. You know, the fifth quarterback. But I'm doing it based on potential. Other than safety, you know, right? Would right. you take Kyler Murray in a dynasty league? Absolutely, absolutely, no question. Which leads us to our next question: Who's the one guy everybody loves this year, but you're steering clear of? You want no shares of Craig? We know Dak Prescott. So, Sean, who's the one guy that everyone loves? You're steering clear of. Like you said, you would take Kyler Murray, but he's the one you have the least amount of faith in. Who's the one guy you're like, no, I don't want to touch that guy? Again, it goes with my bias of, of running quarterbacks. Um, I, I would probably, just because I'm not sure of who he is, is Allen. I, I just don't know. I just don't know who he is. I I, I would probably stay clear of him. Just, just yeah, there's other... I mean, for me, just there's other quarterbacks that I would pick just before him, and then I would probably wait till after he was picked to pick my other one. You know, you know that would probably be my bar of where I picked. You know, I was like, all right, well, he hasn't gone yet, so I don't have to worry about these people. But you know, there's a guy I want before him anyway. So you know, to me, it would probably be Allen, Josh Allen. I just, I'm just not sold on him yet. I'm kind of with you there. I'm kind of with you there. Craig, am I correct in assuming Dak Prescott's the answer to the question, or do you have a different answer? No, that's that's the right answer. Okay. <laughs> Leads us to one guess. last question. <laughs> one last question before we get to final thoughts. I'm going to give you a fill-in-the-blank here. Blank quarterback will be great if blank happens. Craig, hmm. what quarterback will be great if with a situational result. So blank will be great if blank happens. Um, I'm going to have to go back to what I said before. I think Joe Burrow will be great if no one on the Bengals offense gets hurt. And if, and a little asterisk, and if they find a replacement for Bobby Hart, because I'm sorry, he is just not a great offensive lineman. Fair enough. Sean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what quarterback will be great, and what is the condition that makes him great? Could be great if the condition is met. I should say it that way. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know what? I'll give you a second to think because I'll toss mine out there. Because I just, I again, these guys didn't know these topics. I just kind of threw them at them. For me, Matt Ryan will be great if he can stop turning over the ball. Yeah. That's it. He's got the weapons there. I like a lot of what I see about about the Atlanta offense. We all know Julio has great talent, but Matt Ryan has been sinking down the board on everybody but Cinch. Cinch put him at four. All of us, uh, Sean and Craig, both put him outside the top ten. Matt Ryan will be great if Atlanta as a team can stop turning over the ball. All right, now back to Sean. What do you got? Uh, I... I... 
I, I agree with your Matt Ryan statement, uh, but, you know, I'll go somewhere different. I think uh, Carson Wentz can be great if he stops getting hurt. That's, that's that's a great that's point. That's good. That's good. That, that that's a mic drop moment. No one could argue with that. He was on his way to being MVP a year ago when before he got hurt, and, or two and years he, ago. And I can, he doesn't even have great great weapons, but it just needs to stop getting hurt. And I think it can work with the. What you don't think Alshon Jeffrey's a great weapon? Oh, that hurts yeah, Sean. Chicago. <laughs> that hurts Sean. All right. Let's move on to our final thoughts for this. Final wow, thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah, we're, we're over. We're almost 15 minutes in. We're at like oh, the yeah, 48 crazy, minute mark. Right? And there's three of us. So we have to take extra time here for final thoughts. I'm going to start with my final thought first. I'm going to do the opposite of what they used to do. Did anybody ever remember the sports reporters on ESPN? Yes, but I'm yes. going to open my second beer because I haven't done it yet. Oh, hold on. Hold on. All right. So let's. we have a moment. What's your second beer? My second beer is... A raspberry milk stout by Left Hand Brewing Company. Oh my God! Nice. None of that sounds good to me. Oh my God! <laughs> Wait, what that are you? Terrible. That's offensive to left-handed people. Oh. He is a left-handed person. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> You're outnumbered. Oh my God, I'm the only righty on this podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> my favorite from them is their chai milk stout. Yes, I've had that, and that is it's very solid. Very good. I, I, yeah, that's that's solid, but. All right, so I'm going to start. I'm going to do the opposite of what they used to do on the old ESPN sports reporters, which I don't even know if it's still on. But Dick Schaap was always the guy who went last. <laughs> Remember Dick Schaap before he passed? Of course. Rest in peace. He always went last. He'd make all the reporters go first, and he, he got the last shot in. I'm going to do the opposite. I led this conversation. I'm going to go first. What's that? Mike Lupica. Mike Lupica every Lupica week. Too. 17 minutes on something that nobody cared about, like the quality of hot dogs at Yankee Stadium. Nobody <laughs> cares, Mike. Nobody cares. And, it, and, it, and he could never get straight to the point. It would be like, everyone loves baseball. Three minutes later. And that's why it's so upsetting when the hot dogs aren't good. I'm like, what? Hey. Really? If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> that's that's classic right there. Oh, right, anyway, final thoughts. I'll, I'll kick it off. I am amazed that we got through an entire episode about quarterbacks without Craig bringing up Fitzmagic. (laughs) See that? Craig, I I drove it up to your door with blank will be great if blank happened, and you just didn't take the bait. I didn't take it. I did not take it. Kudos to you. (laughs) That's my final thought. Let's go to our guest. Sean, what's your final thought on quarterbacks this week? My final thought is uh, do your research, go, but also go with your gut. My thought yeah. here is Sam Darnold can be really great and be a surprising quarterback this year, or the opposite could happen, and he's going to be a bust. So Craig has him in the top 10 this year. I, and I have him at 22, but you know what? If, if it was coming down to a, a second quarterback in a non-superflex, non-2QB league, Darnold could be a sneaky pick there. So, you know, I mean, you never know. Um, I like that. I like that. There's my, there's my, yeah, there's my thought. All right, Craig, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, for me, um, hi, Deb. And oh, yeah. hi, really, Deb. this is... Um, hi, Deb. I mean, if you don't, if you didn't really follow the Bengals or... Cinch would know him because he was on the Patriots. Who so, follows the Bengals? Oh, yeah, sorry. Or the Bears. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Jeremy Hill, he was a Bengal. The Bengals drafted him from LSU in the second round a while ago. And sadly, in 2015, he had a fumble in the playoffs for the Bengals, and they lost that game mostly because of the fumble. So, you know, he went to the Patriots. Then he got hurt. He didn't play. So the Raiders signed him. On Monday, two two days later, today, Wednesday, they cut him. I don't know why. Oh. That's very sad. So I'm going to say this, Seattle, you need a running back. Call Mr. Hill. Let him let him be one of your running backs because... Why do you need a running back? Uh, because his... running backs drop dead in Seattle <laughs> for reasons we don't understand. <laughs> Something in the water. They had yeah, like really. four guys on the injury list by the end of last season. <laughs> 
So yeah, I hope they I brought hope Marshall Hill Lynch out of retirement job. for God's sake. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> so yeah, I hope I uh, Jeremy Hill finds a job. So yeah, Jeremy Hill as in the Jeremy Hill slash Giovanni Bernard double. Yes. Yes. Really, he's having trouble finding work. Was he a Patriot at one point? Yeah. Then he he got hurt. He tore his ACL. So, I'm sorry. I did. Cars, uh, Chris oh, Carson, time. Rashad Penny, and Carlos Hyde. Those are their three running backs. Yeah. Yes. And there's a and? better than 50% chance that only one of them ends the season actively playing. Okay. <laughs> I, and and their fourth running back as of now is Travis Homer. So, yes. you know. Travis Homer? Yes. No, it says no homers. You already have one. Travis Homer, where do I know him from? I know that name. Um, was he on another team? <laughs> no idea. Probably, but you know what? That's a conversation for the running back episode, so we'll go. save her for next week when we have Cinch back with us. And, Sean, we hope you will join us next week for of that course. episode as well. In the meantime, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, on iTunes, on uh, Stitcher, on Player. We, we're all over the place on Spotify. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to talk about us on air, we are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com via email. We are happy to talk to you uh, and, and, and take your questions and, and put them into the air, particularly if they're about running backs and you get them to me in the next six days. But until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody.